Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think it's, it's really important to kind of connect that idea of conscious awareness. And, and if, imagine if we could all raise our levels of conscious awareness and be conscious-minded in what we do, really be compassionate towards our fellow beings, fellow sentient beings, you know. We could create something really wonderful and new from this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Balancing Acts. In this conversation, I talk with life coach Ollie Carter. Perfect. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. Balancing Acts is now made in association with The Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a a two-minute video, one of my characters on their website. They showcase the best new videos on Comedy Crowd TV, which is comedycrowdtv.com, and across media platforms, so do go and check them out. So, as we know, and uh, there's no escaping from it, we are in strange times, very strange times indeed. I, I made a joke the other day I uh, posted on Twitter that, you know, on the plus side, at least we've moved away from the generic email opener of hope you're well to I hope you're well in these strange times. But of course, jokes aside, it is strange times. There's no getting around that. And so I thought it would be perhaps useful to have a sort of slightly different episode. Uh, so in this conversation, I chat with Ollie Carter, who's, who's a life coach and runs BOLD, which is a acronym for Balance Organic Lifestyle Design. I wanted to do a sort of like focused episode for the lockdown period because obviously there are so many uncertainties. We don't know what lies ahead. And I, th- I wanted to pick Ollie's brains. Ollie and I met, I think I may have mentioned before that I do, I, I write at uh, a co-working space and uh, Ollie and I met there and we immediately clicked. He's also a fellow surfer and we started regularly chatting. And then Ollie was giving out free life coaching sessions for members of the co-working space at work life. And so I grabbed that opportunity with both hands because uh, God knows I need some help in my life. Uh, as we all do, as we all do. And uh, it, it was a really useful and interesting use of my time. And uh, he just uh, gave me another perspective and a different way of looking at things and approaching certain things that I was dealing with at the time. And so, yeah, I wanted to speak to him to get his thoughts on how to navigate these uncertain times. So there's loads to take away from this. Hopefully, you know, if you like I have been you know been struggling with the changes you know I'm someone I'm a high energy person I'm always out and about then I think this will be helpful Ollie questions how much of our lives before the pandemic was certain anyway and uh, he talks about how now there's a real opportunity to, to develop adaptability and versatility for us to grow 
And this, this potentially it's a chance for us to pause and reflect and for it, you know, it could potentially become a, a moment of enlightenment. Uh, he talks about the importance of developing rituals and routines and how important that is at a time like this. Uh, Ollie describes um, what he calls the four pillars of wellness, which are nutrition, physical, emotional, and spiritual. He dives in deep, breaking down each one of those and explains why he feels they're so important for our overall sense of well-being, again, particularly in a moment like this. We talk about the importance of stepping out of yourself and being of service to others, why we should focus on one task at a time and do that to the best of our ability, then try and juggle and multitask. I know speaking to a lot of other people, we feel there's this sense of pressure, you know, oh, we, we need to we need to get loads done. We need to make the most of this time. And so you're dancing around trying to do X, Y, and Z when perhaps it might be more beneficial just to focus on one thing at a time it talks about why we should remember our tomorrow by honoring our today uh, so that for me specifically relates to uh, binging on netflix so i think about at that moment in time uh, is this going to be good for me tomorrow and um, also ollie suggests waking up early during this time and how we can make the most out of what would have been spent commuting instead now you've maybe you know you've made back a couple of hours and he explains why discipline brings freedom why we need mini breaks throughout the day uh, how understanding your values can help find your authentic self and why it's so important to do so he also breaks down why we should try to understand our gremlins or, or self-limiting beliefs and when we do slip up why we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves he also explains the acronym of HALT and why it's so useful to put into place before taking action that may have a negative impact on us. Ollie was really good a couple of weeks ago. I was in a situation where I was just feeling a little bit shitty because of what was going on. And he spoke to me on the phone and explained this acronym of HALT, which I found and have found since really useful. So definitely worth checking that out. He lists free online workout and yoga resources, the importance of having a gratitude journal and regular meditation or breathing exercise program, why we should be mindful of our echo chamber. There is loads here. So as I said, it's just obviously it's a slightly different uh, format than usually. Ollie isn't a comedian, actor, a writer, director, but he has lots to say on different areas of just general well-being which can have an overall impact or positive impact on you know, creativity and just particularly for this period of time, trying to get through it and looking back at it and saying, oh, you know what? Despite all the hardships, that was actually a beneficial time for me. Obviously, you know, we're all going through our own struggles and uh, I can't imagine what some people are going through right now. But hopefully listening to Ollie brings you some uh, peace of mind and clarity or or at least you get some tips out of it that you can apply to to your own lockdown life also i'd love to get your feedback on the podcast so far um how are you finding it how are you enjoying it or not enjoying it we're 22 episodes in now is there anything any suggestions you've got anything that you think I could be doing differently, then um, yeah, please let me know. You can email me steve at offkeyworld.com. And we're doing well now. We've got like, I think this is like 20 five-star reviews, which is great. And people have left some nice written reviews. But you know, if you can, if you can rate it and review the podcast on Apple, that would be much appreciated. It really helps get it up the, you know, the Apple podcast algorithm monster. I did my first Zoom stand-up gig this week, which was an experience. Seeing all these faces pop up on the screen, and there was there was one woman who looked particularly stern. It's one thing seeing a stern person in an audience when you're on stage; you can kind of like get around that. But when it's just sort of like a face, you know, sort of quite close up on your screen, it's a different thing entirely. But that aside, uh, I'm pleased I did it. You know, you've got to. You've got, to roll, you've got to roll with the times and uh, we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation for. So who knows, this might be the first of many Zoom stand-up gigs for me. We shall see. So that's enough from me. And now over to the wise words of Ollie. Perfect. So I wanted to invite you on the podcast because 
I guess you're not a usual, what would be, uh, what would be classified as a usual type of, of guest in terms of you don't work in, in the entertainment industry, you're not a performer. So, so you run a, a company, Bold, Balanced Organic Lifestyle Design. And do you yeah. want to explain a bit about that, what you do? Balanced Organic Lifestyle Design is sort of a concept that came into my mind about three years ago. Um, before I went down the coaching route and it was just sort of it's about my life kind of I was living in oscillations between highs and lows and sort of very unbalanced life um, and the way I was thinking about balanced organic lifestyle design was trying to set myself a, a, a fundamental set of principles that I could guide myself by and sort of di- design my life around a way of growing and living organically but also achieving balance along the way um, so it kind of um, also it's a lovely acronym for um, uh, for bold. Um, so that's courage. So I, you know, encourage people to have courage to be their authentic selves. Um, so kind of living in alignment with to self and sort of um, connecting your values to wider aspects of your life, basically. Yeah, and I thought it'd be I thought it'd be a good idea to to bring you on and talk about you know kind of what what it is you you do because of you know, we're, the times that we're in, these strange yeah. times, the term that every person uses when you speak to them, including me, yeah, we're in, it's very strange times, isn't it? It's very, <laughs> yeah. very uncertain times, but it is, yeah. that's, that's the only way you can describe it. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to, to, for us to have a conversation to, yeah, to talk about really, you know, how you can find a sense of balance in these strange times using yeah. your philosophies and I guess tips and advice that you've got for people um, who are finding, you know, they're plunged into, you know, everything's gone into disarray and what was the norm is now long, no longer the norm. And how do you sort of get your head around that? How do you move past that and um, find a new, a new normality to your life and, and find yeah. a, new, uh, a new way of structuring things? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting, that word uncertainty, isn't it? Because um, I kind of think back and I kind of wonder what was certain anyway about our lives. You know, um, jobs have changed so much over the last decade, 20 years, you know, jobs for life. I don't know if they even exist anymore. So it's an opportunity to sort of develop some flexibility and adaptability and versatility. um, And sort of it's going to bring up fear. Of course, it is. but I think it is a real opportunity to grow and sort of, um, you know, a lot of the guys I've been coaching recently, one of them said, um, oh, I've always wanted an opportunity to just press the pause button, just pause and reflect. And so um, what an opportunity this is. Yeah, it doesn't discount the kind of uh, the pain and suffering some people are going through at all. And you, know, you can only empathize and sort of um, sympathize and be compassionate towards those those who've got the virus or who, you know, have got it and it's gone bad or they've lost loved ones. But um um, yeah, sort of, sort of. How do you how do you develop strategies to remain resilient through this period? Yeah. And have you got anything that you personally have put in place, or or are advising your clients to to put in place, or is it more of a case of it's down to individual uh, basis? Yeah, it's um. So I've got this. Uh, is it J.K. Rowling who's got that quote that says um, rock bottom became the solid foundations upon which I rebuilt my life. I've spoken to loads of people, some of my clients, myself, who've suffered depression in the past and sort of that's, but I've seen it as a kind of moment of enlightenment. You know, it's the moment where you're in a working, you're in a mind, you're in a body is just saying like, where, where am I? What am I doing? Do I want to be here? What's going on? So I've had kind of periods similar to this uh, in, you know, in older versions of myself, you know, a few years ago when you're just like really lost in the world and you're not too sure what to do and you've got to just sit in the stillness and kind of surrender and let go to an old way of being to allow this new way of um, becoming to emerge. So for me, it's really important just to develop rituals and routines from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed and just sort of really clock in with these kind of ideas of that four pillars of wellness, you know, um, your nutrition, your physical activity, moving your body around, your emotional well-being, and your sort of spiritual capacity and spiritual practices so they're things that really kind of help me um just clock in and just sort of um just check in on myself and also just reach out for support and i guess that's why i'm really um wanting to reach out to as many people as i can and say like i'm offering my coaching services at much reduced rate and also for where we have our co-working space you know i do a free thursdays but 
but it's just to, to say you know there's there are people out there so you can you know coaching's platform to feel heard seen and understood and accepted you know so you're not alone so that's another strategy is to realize it try and take yourself out of yourself and see how you can be of service or help to someone else if you're kind of really struggling yourself see if there's a way of just sort of stepping out of your world getting a helicopter perspective on your life and sort of just going okay well what's really going on here like um how can I look at this from a different way of being? If I was, if I had a friend in a similar situation, what advice would I give them to sort of help them through this, this, this set of circumstances? So as soon as we wake up, you know, we're still sticking to our routines and rituals, waking up early. You know, we usually wake up at 5.36, straight into kind of meditation. We do movement. So we're kind of doing yoga, put on some like cool, gentle music. Um, music is super inspiring during this kind of time wow, you know, that, that makes you feel you're, you're not disconnected. You feel like you connect to the story of the music. You feel like you connect to the vibrancy of the energy of the music as well. Um, and then as you go about your days, you know, try not to multitask too much. Trying to focus in on one task at a time and do it really well. And, uh, and even if that's just going and making a coffee, to switch off distractions, switching off your phone, being engaged. If you're with someone in your house, like being mindful of their being as well and sort of... Um, and then, yeah, taking that through the day and then into the evening. How are you winding down in the evening to prepare for sleep, trying to get your eight hours of sleep? I know a lot of people I've chatted to have sort of ended up binging on Netflix and, and movies. And I definitely encourage people to kind of remember tomorrow. So by thinking about, you know, by honoring your today. So you don't want to get out of this period, which was an opportunity and sort of in a few weeks, a few months, whatever it is, and just go, wow, I didn't use that time well. And then you're back in the race, you know, you're back in the doing state of being. <laughs> so yeah there's some of the things i kind of adopt yeah i think um that's one thing that i've definitely been reflecting on is obviously as you said there's people that are have been you know, severely impacted by this in terms of, from health to family members passing away and so forth but on the flip side you know look it's taking a positive spin on it when else are you going to have an opportunity like this to really yeah like hone in on really on yourself and I mean, I, I'm kind of like I feel a bit reluctant in a way to say that because you know that's easy for me to say someone who lives on their own whereas if you're you know your family and you've got two small kids I can imagine it's it's a different scenario then you know when yeah. you've got you're trying to juggle that and you've got kids at home all day but I guess I can only speak from my perspective and from my perspective, like, yeah, I, I've say to myself, when else are you going to have an opportunity like this to really be still kind of, but just, yeah, just write and create without the distractions of, well, everything else that we usually, we're usually faced with or yeah. pulling us in different directions. That's in, in a way life has become a lot more simpler. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even from, um, so say I was chatting to someone yesterday who's still got a job, fortunately, but she's still kind of adopting the mindset as if she still had, was in London having to get up and do the commute, wake up and find the grind and she's going to be in at nine. And so I kind of like, she gets up at 6.30 in the morning and is trying to remind her that she's now got a glorious two and a half hours for herself, mm. where she doesn't have to sort of prepare for work as such in a, in a sense. Um, she, she can clock in it nine but she's still got those two out two and a half hours to do things for herself study do her exercise do get out of nature kind of just wake up gently just do nothing just read an inspirational book just sort of um yeah so it's kind of um it's interesting how people are going to go about their days but yeah like you said it's an opportunity to grow um it's amazing listening to people reevaluate their values now you know once your health is stripped away from you or kind of you know some something threatens your health that literally becomes your number one value then the amount of people i speak to is kind of like an order it's almost like health love friends family connection and i think there's something so amazing that could emerge from this space if we allow ourselves to surrender into it and sort of um die to the old ways of being and uh just yeah literally just sit in the stillness of kind of just a different way of being we're human beings you know we're not human doings so it's just that that reminding ourselves of that and people are going to struggle. People are going to struggle with that idea of kind of, you know, waking up and finding the grind. But where does it get you in the end? You know, I think you, it's more encouraging to kind of wake up and find your flow, connect your body, connect your mind, connect your spirit, um, you know, and sort of see what, what, how that takes you and steers you through your day. You were saying that you, you 
get up about 5.30 a.m. Is that something that you've done for a while? And if so, or even if not, what's the benefits for you for getting up early? And are you managing to sustain that during this period? Yeah, so for me, this is different, but yoga is a kind of opportunity to press that pause button for me and sort of meditation and mindfulness as well. And it's usually because you kind of don't get those opportunities in a day to have those obvious pause moments of, uh, to press the pause button and reflect. But getting up early in the morning, you've got that the quiet and the stillness. And, and the other day, I, was, I woke up at four just by chance. I've never, ever woken up to London just sounding so silent and quiet. It literally felt like I was in a living in the countryside. It's glorious. You know, it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, we've, we, for, for a week, we kind of were super out of balance with our rituals and routines. We're getting used to each other's flow because my partner lives um, with me as well. And she's a teacher. So she was homeschooling for a while for, sorry, teaching from home. And we're getting used to each other's kind of um, uh, ways of working, ways of being. And sort of we did the classic thing, you know, started watching uh, the news, started watching some, you know, stuff on Netflix and just sort of not used, utilizing our time well. So then we had to reset, press the reset button, which is always a great thing to have in mind is just to press that reset button and sort of get back to rituals and routines. So this morning, yeah, we were up again super early. We went out, went for our run, you know, one bit of exercise. And my goodness, that was challenging just there because we're walking every day, but just stepping up and sort of going, right, okay, this is an opportunity to go and run and get fit again and sort of, um, but also being mindful and aware of your sort of limitations. If you have got sort of flu-like symptoms or a cold, just do what you can, you know, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Um, but I think it's really important, those kind of rituals to, to try and maintain them and also be forgiving of yourself if you kind of miss a day or you kind of sleep in for a few extra hours or, you know, tune into your body. Maybe it does need that extra, extra sleep, but it also might mean that your kind of nighttime routine has shifted out of balance. So you have to retune everything. You know, a basic principle that used to work for a lot of people is that you have 24 hours in a day. So strip it down to three, three times eight, you know, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work and eight hours of other. And if you're stripping away your commute, you've suddenly got potentially up to two more hours of freedom of your own life back where you can use for what you will. So, yeah, I think rituals and routines are really important. Be forgiving if you kind of slip up one day and just press the reset button and start trying to aim for that again. If, if it brings you such richness, you know, that's what it brings us. It brings us such a kind of sense of richness when we've, when we've it, it's, it, it's that discipline again. I, I think discipline gives you freedom it gives you more time in the end because you're kind of just, you're in tune with your inner rhythms and you're kind of in tune with that, that sense of um, purpose throughout your day. Yeah. I, I really notice the difference when I follow a structure during the day work-wise. Yeah. It feels more liberating because I know, you know, I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing at a specific time and I don't have to worry and fret. Oh, when am I doing this and this? But then for instance, sometimes if I'll have an idea, let's say to do like a sketch or something on, on Instagram, and I hadn't, I haven't necessarily at the moment in my schedule scheduled in, you know, social media time, whatever. Suddenly, two hours go by, and I've spent time doing that, and then I'll have to scramble back the time that I was supposed to be doing writing a script, and then everything is out of. It's sort of like everything is like a little bit skew if, and yeah, and yeah, my focus it massively impacts my focus. Yeah. So I am just like in the midst of trying to write a proper detailed daily routine, like hour to hour. I have got one already, but I'm realizing it's still too vague and I need to do it even more detail. I need to make it more detailed. So yeah. do you have like a daily structure or routine, like a printed out routine that you use? Not necessarily um, for me, but my kind of structure, my day is similar to the, my Thursday. So the free coaching offer for work life where we, where we both work. Um, I do nine sessions from nine until 10, 10, 30 until 11, 30. Then I have a two hour gap in, in the kind of afternoon. Then again at one 30 until two 30, three until four. So I kind of still kind of stick to that rupture, uh, structure throughout the day. So if I'm organizing with clients to try and book in for those times as well, outside of that other times in the week, I think, I think we can also be much more efficient throughout our days you know i know tim ferris tim used to ferris. Have a four-hour work week and stuff which I, I that's an amazing ability <laughs> i've never been able to achieve that but um i think there's a lot of procrastination that happens and we're all guilty of it at times um certainly i know that if i'm sat in front of my computer for too long i just start 
being unproductive. I'm, you know, there's nothing, I'm looking at this screen for all the answers to come out and, you know, I might as well just set a 20 minute clock or a 30 minute clock and just uh, get up, move my body, get out in nature, get out on the balcony, whatever space or get out and do something different to kind of just allow thoughts to drop in naturally um, instead of forcing myself to be productive. I guess it's why I kind of encourage people to be their authentic selves because they naturally become more productive anyway. Um, whereas if you're kind of um, getting distracted by social media, you then maybe feelings of FOMO or you're missing out or, you know, even now there's still, you still look at it and you've got to be disciplined around how much time and energy you're giving to that, that form of media. And sort of like you said, when you were doing that, you know, your Instagram time, it's cool to do it, but what's, what's sort of then, you know, two hours of slip by rather than the sort of just the, the post that you were supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As a, as a sort of creative type person, it's always, Oh, I'll do this. Oh, then this, this, this sounds good. Oh, I'm just going to quickly do this. Oh, I'll just quickly check my email, you know, all that kind of thing, which is why structure is so important. You mentioned about it's why you say it's so important for your clients to, to find or be their authentic self. Mm. What do you, what do you mean by your authentic self and how do you help people find their authentic self? So what advice would you give people to try and discover their authentic self? Yeah, so there's numerous different um, ways. I mean, a lot of that work is around values. So really kind of understanding your values and then trying to connect those to the wider aspects of your life. You know, you don't want to show up to work and be a totally different version of yourself than you are at your, with your family, with your friends, you know, else you're just kind of trying, to be, trying too hard to be different people. Whereas actually you can find this sort of sense of inner alignment, inner authenticity, where you kind of, you walk with integrity and intention every single day. No matter what task you're sort of trying to, to take on, you're, you're just being you, you know. Um, so it's that idea of you do you and you be you. And, and I think, you know, it's kind of trying to strip away ego, trying to just say, this is me, this is who, this is who I am, this, you know, I am enough, I have enough, we are enough. And that's the kind of um, the work. And it's trying to, you know, find, link your passions and your, you know, I think there's a, there's a guy called Richard Lider who does a lot of work on passion and he's got an amazing TED talk. And his equation is your gifts, sort of your natural skill sets, plus your values, plus your passions equals your calling. And if you then can connect that to the right environment, the right people, you're really kind of leaning into a sense of inner authenticity where you're just, you know, you are, you're, you're really enjoying the person you're becoming. You're, you know, you haven't disconnected in any, any way from who you are and who you want to be. So it's kind of that bridging the gap between, yeah, who you are and who you want to be and where you're at and where you want, where you want to be in the future. Because there's this, um, I, think, I think it's the Freudian school of thought that we have a shadow self. Yeah. And our shadow self is sort of like more of the negative traits or behavior patterns, you know, from a very simplistic point, um, example. Oh, I'm just going to have an Oreo cookie. I'm just going to have one Oreo cookie. And then yeah. oh, I've just finished the packet of Oreo cookies now. Like, oh. That pull, that inner, that inner voice that's sort of like a very light version of what that shadow behavior can be. But in order to become like integrated, like you were saying, does that mean you have to sort of, sort of get rid of the shadow? Can you even get rid of that shadow side of yourself? Isn't it like always there following you like the little devil on your shoulder? Go on, mate. Yeah. Go on, mate. Have the pint. Go on, have the yeah, pint. Just yeah, one yeah. more pint, mate. Go on. Yeah. No, no go yeah, on. Yeah. You know? So, you know, when, when I think about it, when I think linking back to rituals and routines, it's like having a rudder in your, or your sail up and you're on your boat when you're crossing the ocean, you know, you, 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 the rituals and routines allow you to navigate with purpose. When you're drifting out at sea, I think that's when those, those inner, shadow, the inner voices, the, the shadow, the kind of the gremlins start appearing. When you're not doing the work, you're not sort of, um, I don't mean work, but I'm not doing your inner work. You're not sort of um, showing up to and for yourself each day. And I think, yeah, it's, I think if you look at it, kind of, I take a kind of soulful and holistic approach to coaching where you need not cut off any part of you, no part of your past. You need not disconnect to anything, but it's just trying to diminish or reduce the power of these kind of these saboteurs or these gremlins or whatever you want to call them, self-limiting beliefs and trying to understand them. And I guess this, 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 this period of stillness, this opportunity to pause, reflect is kind of understanding, you know, with the Oreo cookies, like what, what is really going on there? Can you, can I journal this? You know, remember it, so it comes up, you, you, you've got a choice. You've got a choice. Do I keep on eating a load more Oreo cookies, but then 
is there a feeling going on here? You know, yeah. is there something? The thing is, like, I might even know. This is like basically talking about myself now. Like, I'll know what even that feeling is, but I'll still ignore the feeling and eat the cookies, like, yeah. because you know, taking this time, for example, you know, you're looking for the moments of joy you know, to give yourself something. So yeah. little, little treats, oh, the Oreos, a little treat. And then the next day, my stomach is feeling a little bit dodge because I've eaten like a whole packet of Oreo cookies the night before. And then the yeah. following night, oh, there's like a packet of Butterkiss popcorn. Should I have them? No, I, sh- I shouldn't have them because yes, because today I felt really, you know, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, you know, I'm just going to have a few. Anyway. Like even defying the logic, you know, the, the logical voice in your head is saying, you know, this isn't going to be very good for you. But yeah. the, the gremlin, as you say, the gremlin is like, well, fuck that. Yeah. So even in that moment, I guess you're still making a choice that, you know, you're going to ignore that. Um, when I was t- chatting to you about remember tomorrow by honoring your today's. Sort yeah. of, um, when you're going for that food, remember tomorrow how you're going to feel if you keep on eating those things or drinking that thing or behaving a certain way you're probably going to feel no different, maybe even worse, you know. If you still push through with it and go, okay, well, yeah, I know I'm going to feel like that, but I'm just going to deal with it, then you're making a choice to do that. But you've also got to kind of live with the sense of unbalance the next day and not be too hard on yourself and be forgiving of yourself. And again, tomorrow you've got the opportunity to press the reset button and go, okay, well, I did that thing. So it's trying to, coaching, you're trying to look at patterns and linking behaviors and sort of um, these kind of negative spirals or things that aren't helping you so so in that moment you know by asking yourself in that cookie moment you know asking my if i was to have more of these is it helping me or harming me helping me or hindering me um and i think that's where if we can get more in tune with the aspects you know the four pillars of um wellness you know the nutrition the physical emotional spiritual you can get more in tune with what gives you what fuels your soul so just to break down those four pillars can you give me examples of what would encompass those four pillars? Yeah, so I guess you kind of nutrition. Um, so so eating me, healthily. Yeah, over the last three years, I've transitioned to a, to a plant-based um, diet. So it just I feel a lot more energized and a lot less sluggish. I process, it's almost like fast food, as in it processes much quicker, but I'm getting absorbing all the nutrients and vitamins and all the important stuff I need. I don't have that kind of lethargy after food anymore, that bloating feeling. I feel just clean. Um, it's a sense of purity which is you know I never used to have that when I was eating lots of fast food or sort of uh, drinking a lot Um, so it's the kind of how are you how are you using nutrition in a way that kind of fuels your body to to maximize your potential um, and maximize your freedom of movement and the freedom of um, I don't know just to feel good you know within yourself and of course so so balance is you know I think I think it's Bear Grylls who says about he has a 2080 rule or something so for 80% of his week, he eats well, and then 20% he allows himself to be naughty. Perfect. Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation, which I'm enjoying, I'm sure, just as much as you are. But I need to give you guys a little reminder. Uh, if you like this conversation, this episode, if you like balancing acts in general, then please do subscribe to us, rate and review us because it makes the world of difference. And the more reviews we get, the more rates we get, the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral, whatever that means. Okay, back to the chat. So if you can find some healthy boundaries around your nutrition, you know, and then just try, try to stick to that. And if you don't, if you, if you slip up every once in a while, it's okay. But just like I said, press the reset button and just don't let that continue. Um, into because I think the nutrition then starts feeding your mindset and it all starts becoming this this, uh, this loop of, of feedback about your self belief system your confidence you know um, agree like I I know I recognise patterns if I'm feeling down I will usually go and get a whole load of chocolates and sweets and I, I used to I don't really so much anymore and that's yeah. why sort of alarm bells are ringing because I'm doing it now during this period. But yeah, I, I stopped doing that probably a few years ago. So I don't, yeah. in, in, at home, I have no, no snacks or anything like that. Or I didn't up till like a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm just sort of like, I've got this urge to just at night, you know, once I finished work, just sit on, the, sit on the sofa, watch something and then just gorge on chocolate or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But if it's kind of every once in a while, just giving yourself the permission to do that. 
know that it kind of it might affect your sleep it might affect the way you wake up it might affect but like you know um but, but the, the part before that you know reaching out for those things those those the bad foods the bad behavior whatever there's i think there was the um i think addicts addicts use it the, you know that word halt so stop halt and then that's an acronym for um are you hungry angry lonely or tired so you know looking back at your day if you're feeling quite emotional or something like that and that links into the emotional side of these four pillars as well as you know if you're feeling like anxious or depressed or sort of stressed out you know just check in with yourself before you start reaching for something that's going to be not be of service to you or anyone else ask yourself am i hungry when was the last time i ate was it was it nutritious was it kind of was it quite sluggish food was it going to make me is it an energy spike you know how am i eating so am I hungry? Am I angry? You know, a lot of anger is coming up from this unknown and this uncertainty, this unknown period, you know, but is that useful? So it, it, it's good to express it in some way that doesn't harm it. So that can go link into your physical pillar. So can I go and do, get, do a run, do some high intensity workout, do some sort of energy, get, release the energy or back to halt, you know, am I feeling lonely? So I've spoken to a lot of people who kind of are still not reaching out for support. They're still not reaching out to their friends you know i'm i'm loving seeing all the kind of older generation really um uh, embrace technology and sort of they're setting up all their zoom chats and their weekends and all you know seeing friends having their, their normal weekend beers but just with their group on zoom or, or sort of um i think it's a real opportunity to reach out and not be lonely and and really push yourself the the inner voice that says you know i can, I can do this on my own i don't need anyone else is trying to push through and actually try and reach out to someone it really helps and then the other other one is uh, tired. Are you tired? You know, looking at your sleep patterns. Are you sleeping well? Um, is all this fear and anxiety causing you to just sleep badly? Or, you know, do you need to just take a power nap during, during the day, a 15-minute one? Or do you just sort of just little things that can, I think, connect you back to a sense of balance? Um, the other ones were the, for the four pillars. That was nutrition. Then you had the kind of physical side of things I've talked about. You know, we're allowed to get out for a walk. Yeah, well... So one thing that I started doing that I never did before was just type into YouTube, let's say vinyasa yoga class. There's so yeah. many amazing classes just available for free, like 45 minutes yeah. or even hours. So I started doing those. And um, there's also like hit classes, like high intensive training classes. You can type in hit training on YouTube and they come up. There's so many classes available. Like, you know, it's nice if you were going to say a, a local yoga class, and they've now, and they're now sort of doing an online class. It's nice if you can do that to support them. But, yeah. you know, if you can't afford it, there's so many free options to be able to like work indoors or yeah. even take your phone. You know, if, if it's, if it's difficult to work, to work, do a workout indoors, take your phone and, uh, earphones to the park or whatever, and you can yeah. do your workout there on yeah. the class on YouTube. So yeah. there are options. So many options. It's amazing. Yeah. My partner, she's stepped up recently and started doing free um, yoga classes. And actually, she's a teacher, but this has given her, she, she did her yoga teacher training two years ago. And it's given her opportunity to go, actually, this is my time to be of service, to be, to help people give free yoga. And she you know, had 10 people turn up to her first one last week and she was super stoked. And I was really happy for her. You know, it's just amazing because it creates community. It gets people to just give things a go. And like you said, there's so many free resources. You know, I think Joe Wicks is someone's described him as the PE teacher of the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, or um, Yoga with Adrian. Loads of free resources. She does a, every year she does a free 30 day sort of yoga challenge. And, and that's amazing. That builds up your strength and your kind of flexibility, uh, your core strength and teaches you about yoga. But, you know, if you have lower back pain, just go on and type yoga with Adrian lower back or something, you know, any, anything specific. It's all free. There's so many free resources and your kind of physical activity is so important. And whether that's just a walk, um, a run, a jog, a, a cycle, you know, just getting out there is just super important. And you, and you can, it's amazing how you can get your heartbeat up and running star jumps. You know, these seven minute high intensity workouts on, on the apps on smartphones are amazing as well. Just getting that body moving, you know, that's what we're always meant to do. And, and that, that links into the kind of emotional side of things. Cause I know for, for, personally that if i sit down for too long my energy starts to kind of drain and maybe potentially if i'm not really engaged in what i'm doing i kind of start getting to this funk and it's negative sort of spiral so i believe in like energy is energy in motion sorry emotion is energy in motion 
And literally, if you're just sort of feeling that downward spiral, just kind of shaking yourself up, moving your body, moving your mind, moving your head, it literally just shakes up your energy again to a positive flow. Um, so it really all, it all links in. It's so interconnected, all of these things, these four pillars. And um, yeah, the emotional side of things, like I was saying, that, that halt, check in with that, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Journaling is super important, I think. Um, or a gratitude journal. I don't know if you've got a gratitude journal. Um, that really helps. Um, amazing what things you're grateful for now. Just, you know, waking up, the sun's shining. It's awesome. feels amazing, you know. Um, waking up, you've got love in your life. You've got health. You've got a uh, fridge full of food or something, you know. Um, just the basic things. Um, your emotional capacity is really important. And that's where linking to friends, linking to family, um, reaching out for support, getting out in nature, all super important. And then you kind of, the last one of that is the spiritual practices, whether, you know, I guess for me, that's, that's meditation, mindfulness, um, yoga. For a lot of people, that could be a faith that they have kind of really, you know, study that faith, learn more about it, get excited about it again. Um, you know, learn about other people's faiths, other people's spiritual practices. Um, I think it's, it's really important to kind of connect to that idea of conscious awareness. And, and if, imagine if we could all raise our levels of conscious awareness and be conscious minded in what we do really be compassionate towards our fellow beings, fellow sentient beings, you know, we could create something really wonderful and new from this. So yeah, those are kind of some of the things that I try and keep check of. And what's your, what does your meditation practice consist of? So it really varies. I really enjoy the kind of variation actually. Sometimes it's, it's literally, I wake up and I, I just sit. I'm usually always cross-legged, um, just sit and kind of think of a positive affirmation or just feel my body um with my thoughts sorry sort of i've got sometimes a niggle in my left uh shoulder i remember you know it's definitely kind of an emotional uh thing that's stuck and once i think of that area and just monitor it and sort of just observe it you know i don't i don't want to change it i just want to observe it and sort of go hey you know how's it going yeah i know you notice you're there that pain's there and then try and think of joyous things to kind of and then Think of joyous things in that area, sort of connect your mind to that area and sort of before I know it and, and connect to my breath work as well. Breathing is super important. Um, if you can find any sort of breath work apps, they're amazing. You know, I think Calm is one of them or whichever one else there is. Um, uh, or if you could learn about breathing exercises, that's really important because that just slows everything down and allows all that stress and that anxiety and, and trauma to kind of release and and you know there's an amazing book by louise hay about you can heal your body or something i can't remember what it's called um but in that at the back they've got a kind of you look at your ailment and it sort of says what's going on in terms of your thinking capacity what the emotion is connected to that and what affirmation you could then start um embodying and sort of sending to yourself but otherwise i'll kind of listen to guided meditations at the moment i'm doing the 21 days of abundance challenge which i think i shared with you Mm -hmm. um, which is great that's amazing you know every day sort of feedback shop for a while. yeah yeah so really grateful to the guy that sent me that and um really happy that i was able to then overcome my resistance i think on the fifth day when you're supposed to share it with others you know you so i don't yeah. I so just to explain it's it's a whatsapp group and that ollie that you that you set up and uh it's a 21 day meditation challenge um where each day there's a new bit of audio consisting of a new meditation. And the theme of, of this, of these 21 days is abundance, you know, developing yeah. abundance. And so every day Oli will send, you'll send us a, a task and a new meditation. And then on yeah. day five, the task is to then start your own WhatsApp group. And like you, when it came to it, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's yeah. A real resistance to that, but then you do it and then, the other people in that group then have now done it. And it's this amazing ripple effect where all these people are setting up these different WhatsApp groups and, and people who've never meditated before. For instance, like one, one person, Florence, who's been on the, the podcast before, she said that she included her mum in a group and her mum has started medita meditating um, really? as a result of the first, first time ever. Yeah, it's so, so special. Um, and I, I just saw it as a massive gift. You know, when I had that resistance moment, I was like, ah, oh, now I've got to now be accountable for something else, you know, and like, but then I, I was like, wow, this has been a gift that I've been gifted with for the last five days. And I've really got a lot out of it. And then how special is it to then pass on that gift and gift it to other people? 
and share and create community. You know, it's only a small group, but it's kind of um, just really wonderful to know that you're kind of, you're giving someone else an opportunity to just check in with themselves once a day, do those little tasks, the exercises, read the affirmation, do the mantra, you know, um, it's, it's great. And his, his guided meditations, you know, that's, that's an awesome way of meditating. So yeah, meditation, sometimes are guided. Sometimes they're just, um, you can listen to uplifting music, whatever it is, you know, everybody's got a different sort of, uh, meditation practice and you, and you don't have to, you don't have to sit in these kind of awkward positions. You can just sit in your chair, put your hands in your lap, hands on your legs and just sit back, close your eyes for three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, however long you've got, and just sort of focus in on your breathing. And you meditate morning and evening? Yeah, as much as I can, really, whenever there's, and also sometimes during the day. Um, there's also that, that idea that, you know, if you were to take three deep reset breaths at some point throughout your day, I know I often do this before I go into something where I feel I might be a little bit nervous or shy or kind of um, just sort of just to do some nice breathing exercises, whether that's, you know, three in, hold for four, out for eight, or I can't remember what it's, sorry, it's eight, whichever version of those, all the box counting there, Roddy. I'm yeah, going to trip yeah, myself yeah. up in the counting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mass has never been my strong point. <laughs> yeah, I just trip myself up by itself. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's different ways. Go online, you can check them out. Um, there's different okay. ways of sort of monitoring your breathing so it helps. I think Navy SEALs use box breathing, which is four in, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Oh, it's like that, um, the Wim Hof method. Yeah. Similar to that, where yeah. it's four rounds of uh, 40, breathing, in, in, inhaling and exhaling 40 times. And yeah. then you inhale and hold your breath, yeah, for as long as you can. But you know, if you don't don't die, it wouldn't be yeah. helpful. Just you know, I remember someone yourself. chatting to me. Someone chatted to me a while ago about this idea of wouldn't it be amazing if we could have a world that kind of had the uh, a, a real nice blend of Western pragmatism and Eastern mysticism. And I think this is an opportunity to do so. So yeah. a lot of these practices I'm learning about are definitely, you know. Uh, from Eastern mysticism, you know, the, the, I've never learned them before in the Western world, um, but I love the way it's all kind of merging and we could learn so much from each other and just sort of, um, yeah, create something new. Yeah, I think apps like Headspace and Calm are taking Headspace, much more, yeah. they're taking a more secular approach because, you know, yeah. they know that if they too get too mystical, then they'll probably scare people off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they keep it nice and simple. Yeah, um, yeah, and don't good, worry about the way, language. Yeah, yeah, don't. I think sort of in, in coaching as well. That's also a good reminder to sort of use language that people will understand. And I know sometimes I tend to go off into the woo-woo world, but I try not to. I try and always kind of come back to kind of um, just normal everyday language. You know, so what is meditation? It's just closing my eyes and breathing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, just keep it very basic. Don't don't worry yourself. Don't stress yourself out. And like the idea with yoga and things like that is this. It's not a competition. It's, um, it's just checking in with yourself each day as to where you're at physically, mentally, emotionally, and just showing up to the mat and just, yeah, not, not looking externally, not comparing yourself to anyone else. It's meditation and mindfulness and yoga and all these kind of spiritual practices are definitely just opportunities for your own connection to self. Yeah. And, and through doing that, you connect to others anyway um, on a deeper level. Yeah. Okay. That's really really useful uh, and interesting thank you have you got any book recommendations for that people um, might enjoy reading at this time any any oh, kind of yeah. like to help with i don't know energy shifts or um you know just bringing in a whole load of abundance yeah so i mean there's so many different books i've read well um reading a lot of yoga books at the moment but i'm just trying to look at my bookshelf you know i've got the blue zones of happiness okay by Dan Bwetner. So I, I, I love, um, I follow Rich Roll podcasts. He's kind of an ultra, a vegan ultra athlete, um, but just an incredible guy, just a different version of the kind of men you grew up around. You know, these aren't alpha, alpha males. These are kind of very conscious minded, aware men that are just sort of setting a new definition of a role model for people. Maybe a kind of more connected to that kind of emotional and social intelligence. But he interviewed a guy called Dan Bwetner who created this book called The Blue Zones of Happiness. Um, and it was all about sort of researching different parts of the world and understanding kind of, you know, what, what creates longevity. And these are all kind of natural things that people do anyway. And I think they define it on sort of pride, pleasure and purpose. And just looked at the kind of rituals and routines these, these 
these countries had that helps them with longevity and happiness and just kind of things you don't even need to think about you know the, the way they 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 moved the bodies throughout the day that they way they worked was sort of aligned to purpose and the way they kind of had community and they engaged in their the activities throughout their day and you know the way they ate and it's just that's just a really good one what other ones um uh yeah rich rich rolls uh finding ultra i love that's that really, book really great story yeah um, i've mentioned that on, on here before that's that's what yeah. got me into start getting into triathlons yeah absolutely i mean there's you know no greater man who's gone through sort of transformation and change than that guy you know so his story is incredible the power of now every every once in a while i'll go back to that book by eckhart toll and that is just the reminder again to just this this idea of to pause and reflect and stop and sort of just go right what have i got really all i've got is the now the here and the now and that's all i can work with you know is sort of um so the you know if we can heal our past and sort of connect to it in a way that we can kind of find healing through our past and then create a new narrative for ourselves in the present you know our future will just unfold organically anyway we just needn't worry about kind of what's going to be ahead too much all we've got is now so you know think about your spine think about your breath you know that's all we've got how you're holding yourself in the present moment i love that book um yeah there's so many different books i've got um what have we got um Breathe to Heal by Max Strom, which is another guy I did a kind of breathing workshop with in um, at Tri-Yoga. I think his, his app is, is free at the moment, and that's all breath work. There's a book on reading Surfing and Meditation. What's the you one read, by... um, I know you're a fellow surfer. Have you read the book Barbarian Days? Yeah, I've literally kind of halfway through that as well. Oh, by, God, um, how yeah, good is that? William Finnegan. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's amazing. That is like, um, it's like a love letter to surfing. Yeah. Totally. He's like awesome. talking about you saying about authenticity, like he has just lived the yeah. most authentic life, just yeah. dedicating his life to surfing, not as a professional surfer, but just as a um, nomad surfer. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's so, so interesting. It's so wonderful. Yeah, I think, I think to have, have a mixture of books, something that kind of think about connected to your mindset as well. You know, I think... I was thinking about this earlier today. Beware, be mindful of your echo chamber. Um, yeah, that's a great so, point. So the kind of friends you've got, the, the Instagram followers you have, the kind of uh, things you're looking on if you're watching the news, how are you kind of reverberating or rebounding off the information you're being given and giving out? You know, if it's quite negative stuff and you know, a lot of the, the news is around fear, um, it's, um, so that can create quite a, a, an anxious mind, mindset. So... You can, you can look at your own books and have something that brings you joy or laughter or something that's really interest, interesting, someone's lives that you kind of think is just really admirable, someone whose life you kind of value, they're just, you know, really interesting stories, someone who's been of service, been um, really inspirational, someone who, yeah, like reading something lighthearted that just makes you howl with laughter or watching something that makes you laugh. Uh, laughter's hugely important, especially if you're kind of just on your own or with your, you and your partner or something like that, you know. Finding ways to laugh is just so amazing. So if you can read funny books or funny stories, um, what, what's the other one? The um, The Alchemist. That's another great one to come back to every every Classic. every year. It's a short read as well, and that's just you know, is it Paolo Coelho or something. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a good book. That's a lovely story. You know, just mm. that I guess a kind of reminder that when we evolve, we go out into the world and we you know we change and we 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 transform and we come back to ourselves in a new and different way. And um, we've got the opportunity to do, to do that now if we kind of just allow some room for inner growth. Yeah, great. All right, well, I'm going to wrap things up. It's been really, really interesting chatting to you. Yeah, and, thanks for um, me on. I'm sure people are going to find it very useful. So I'm going to ask you this question. I kind of like, I feel like you've, you know, pretty much you've talked about this uh, throughout the podcast and it's kind of what you do. Um, so you pretty much answered it anyway, but anyway, I asked all the guests that come in here at the end, what does the idea of balance mean to you or not? Wow. So it's funny, isn't it? When you're throwing a question like that. So balance, um, I think for me, it kind of goes back to that, that idea of flow. So you're in that kind of flow like state of being where you're not really in your, you're not overthinking anything because you're just connecting with purpose, passion, pride, um, you know, you, so it goes back to that equation I was talking about. You're using your natural gifts with things you're passionate about and it's all aligned to your values and you've kind of, you're, you're leaning into that sense of calling and stepping into your power and sort of um, 
connecting to that to the right setting, the right environment, and being around the right people. So yeah, I guess I guess balance is all about a way of being, way of thinking, way of believing, way of acting that is just in alignment to your inner wisdom, your inner voice, your inner kind of knowing, um, and expressing that in a way that can be of service to your local community and to help others and just help and inspire others and keep keep the optimism up. You know, coaching is a lot about just sort of yeah, enabling people to connect to a, a brighter future and a more optimistic sort of future, but also just just dropping into the now, the presence to the now, the stillness of the now, and sort of um, really loving who you are, learning to empower yourself. So yeah, balancing your needs, balancing your needs, your nutritional, physical, emotional, spiritual needs. Goes back to those four pillars. Yeah, so that's probably a bit of a ramble, but yeah. No, not at all, not at all. That's um, that's great, man. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find out more about you, or if they want to, if they'd like some more Ollie expertise in their life? But my my website's called uh, boldliving.life, um, and I think my Instagram is exactly the same, boldliving.life. So yeah, if you go on either of those two, I'd love to, love to hear from people. And and again, it goes back to you know, coaching is a form of support that helps people feel heard, seen, understood, and accepted. So if there's any way I can help others do that during this time, and just just have someone to that can listen to them, you know, as they talk, and I can just reflect things back to them. They can see where they're at. You know, I'd love to help people. So that's what all you you know, that's all I want to do during this period. And generally, it's, it's how can I be of service to the community? So if there's any way I can help, just reach out. Fantastic. All right, man. Thanks so much. Cool. Cheers, Steve. So there we have it. Ollie Carter in the building. Well, not in the building via Zoom, but you know what I mean. Uh, Metaphorically, dropping bombs all over the gaff. I hope you found that calming. And, you know, there's some takeaways there that you can apply to your own lockdown living lockdown life yo i'm reading a lot i'm reading a really good book i'm enjoying this one it's called ask and it is given learning to manifest the law of attraction someone a few months ago put me on to abraham hicks if you haven't heard of abraham hicks watch their youtube video clips i now watch them when i do workouts in the morning and it's all about you know the law of attraction and manifestation and i'm really enjoying it it's a perfect time to be reading that book and I'm also listening to the audible version of 1984. Uh, it's controversial maybe, but I'm not a big fan of listening to books. Because one, you're forced to listen to the reader's interpretation in terms of the style and the delivery. Whereas if you're reading it yourself, your own imagination might read it in a different way or your own inner voice or whatever but you are you're forced to, to to listen to it or interpret it in a certain way and I don't like that and also I find I'm often doing something else while I'm listening to it so I'm not fully locked in so I am I'm old school I prefer a good old book and and I'm not into Kindle either because for me books are the one reading a book is the one time where you can get away from a screen it's like really do I want that one past time that one past time where it's just me away from a screen to be now reliant on a screen. No, no, I don't. So I'm not going to. So I don't care what you say. You can't force me. That's it. My hands are tied. I will not give in to any Kindle. Obviously, if you're going to send me a Kindle, I'm going to turn it down. But am I going to read a Kindle out of choice? No, I'm not, mate. No, I'm not. All right. I'll tell you something else that I've really been getting into is cooking. I'm go- I'm loving cooking new recipes. I've been going on to Ottolenghi's uh, recipes online jamie oliver's and just pushing the boat tonight it's aubergine and lentil stew uh which i cooked last night i didn't realize didn't see the final instruction where it says simmer for 40 minutes and by that point it was sort of like 9 30 and i thought no that's too late got a very very structured routine as, I'm, as i've said before evening routine gotta be in bed by some point so i ended up just having a can of soup for dinner lovely anyway that's all from me I will see you or you will hear from me in the next episode where I will be talking to the very funny and talented comedy writer and director Craig Ainsley. It's a really good one. So stay locked in for that one. Until next time, see you later. Balancing Acts is now made in association with the Comedy Crowd who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a a two-minute video one of my characters on their website they showcase the best new videos on comedy crowd tv which is comedycrowdtv.com and across media platforms so do go and check them out
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.